Full disclosure, I'm definitely drinking wine. My G-baby is in town, and I have taken a total of 500 footballs to the face, neck, breast, chest, and head. So nothing but a glass of Merlot would do the trick for me, okay? I can honestly say I've had a total of at least 25 jobs. And as you get to know me, best friend, you'll learn about them all. But my worst, my most disgusting job was when I was a housekeeper. And it wasn't because of what you may think it would be for in terms of me not liking this job. It was because of the people. I met some of the most manipulative people on the face of the earth. I've walked into rooms only to hear how many niggers does it take kind of jokes. I mean, just mentally depraved people. And most of them were politicians because where I work was minutes away from Woodley Park Zoo in Washington, D.C. And I'm 18 years old, 18 years old as a housekeeper, seeing these kind of people it does something to the soul. It does something to the mind. And I probably should not have been doing this kind of job. But I will say, as a housekeeper back then at that particular hotel, I was making about $30,000 a year, which now, as an adult, is not a lot of money. Back then, as an 18-year-old, it was gold. But the things I went through did not make it warranted. So I got my list. I'm going into my room. And when I get there, somebody is already in the room. And back then, the policy was, if I come in as a maid and I'm trying to clean my room, you cannot be in there for a number of reasons. Rape, claims of assault, a whole plethora of reasons why, you know, you could be trying to hurt us. Just no guests in the room. But this guy knew who he was. He knew he was powerful. And I'm a maid. I'm black. I'm young. Clean my room is how he felt. And clean his room is what I had to do, whether he was in there or not, especially when he said, look, I got a lot of power. If you don't clean my room, I'm going to tell your boss, do you really want to lose this job? I just told y'all I was making the $30,000 a year, which when you're younger, that's all they preach, make $30,000 a year. So, no, okay, I guess I can just do the bathroom maybe and take out the bath towels and things like that. Stop. People who know me are like, T, when have you ever been like this? But y'all got to remember, I got a little time under my belt. I know who I am right now. We're talking about 20-something years back. Like, it was just a different kind of mentality because back then I was taught, make sure you keep a job. You need a job, not a career, not your passion, but a job. So I'm staying in the room. I'm real submissive. Sure, sir, anything you want. So I'm taking the bath towels out of the room, putting them on the floor in a pile. And next thing I know, I hear the door close. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he closing the door? And I come out of the bathroom and he's standing in front of me. And he says, and I quote, get on the bed. What are you talking about? So you playing games now? Sir, I just want to clean the room and leave. This is not a porno. This is facts. It happened. This occurred in my life. So all of you freaks who are like, oh, I'm about to hear something real good. Stop it. This is not where I'm going. This actually happened to me. So I'm naive. But more than anything, I've been at this hotel now for about, I want to say, two or three months. So I've gotten the regular paychecks. I've seen the kind of people that come in with security following them, with the earpieces and stuff like that. So I know these are mainly powerful people. So 
I do as I'm told and get on the bed. Let's be clear. I know this is not right. You know, I'm old enough to realize, okay, this is bordering the line between sexual assault and emotional power, manipulation, things like that. But I really want this job. And I have seen at this point, at least three or four housekeepers lose their job for crazy reasons. Maybe a particular politician doesn't like a housekeeper. Maybe this housekeeper seeing something they should not have seen because I definitely saw what I believe back in the day was a politician coming with his daughter. And when I opened this door one time, I saw her on her knees looking like she was giving him oral sex. I talked to my boss about it and she swore I was lying. So I seen the power of a housekeeper, definitely a black one, going to management and saying, look, this happened. Will you offer me any kind of help in the event I got to speak up or anything? And the answer is unequivocally, no. So my young black ass gets on this bed. And the next thing he says is, lift up your dress. And I lift up my dress. He doesn't tell me to pull down my panties or anything. But next thing I know, I feel the bed jerking. And I'm like, is the bed jerking? Is this really happening? And I cannot believe I am going through this. I'm just trying to clean my room because I'm always told you got to have a job, not a career, not a passion, a job. So the bed is jerking. And next thing I know, I feel something warm on my belly, like eggs that may have been sitting out too long, a crazy sensation. And I know what eggs feel like because I've cracked them before and they fell on my feet and it's gross. And this is what it felt like. And then I feel what feels like paper on my stomach, follow behind, get up and get out. I get up, pull my dress down, it's wet. I take my cart, push it out. I go to my manager and say, I quit. Now, as a housekeeper, I was very prolific. So if we're getting 30, 40 rooms. I'm cleaning 60 and 80 and still have enough room to lay down in a vacant, take a nap and still exceed and achieve all my goals. So they didn't want to see me go, but that terrorized me coupled with everything else. But I couldn't help but play back in my mind all the people, mainly family members, because although the title says your family, the dream killers, they don't intentionally always set out to destroy your dreams. But because most family members come from a place of scarcity and being afraid, they can only project how they feel onto you. And because you're young, I'm 18, you internalize that in some kind of way. I dropped out of high school and I got a GED. I later learned that if you can get the GED off your first go, you're pretty smart because I was book smart, but I still felt highly dumb. And that was evident by letting this man jerk off on my belly and drop $150, $200. I believe it was. It could have been more, but it was a lot of money on me as he ushered me out of the room. But I did realize one thing. This cannot be my life. Yes, I'm supposed to get a job, not a career, not a passion. But in order to do that, I need skills and I had zero. So what did I do? 
I decided to go to Job Corps. And from Job Corps, I learned how to type. It was one of the greatest, most painful, the wildest experiences I've ever had in my life. But it allowed me to see that there has to be another way, another way in which I could use my creativity, even though I didn't know at that time of 18, I wanted to be a writer. Many more things happened after that, a lot of them in which I'm writing um, in a screenplay for a movie. So I can't give you a lot of information on that. But I will say that I eventually found myself with a man who, although he gave me some skills I needed to further myself along in my journey, he was also sort of a hater because after a lot of intense uh, issues, intense situations, I found myself needing to journal how I felt to a psychiatrist. And this journal ended up becoming something that I would later consider my book. But before it got to that process, he laughed, he joked, he thought it was the most hilarious thing on earth. How dare you write a book? Who do you think you are? It just went on and on and on to the point of maybe he's right. I mean, you got a GED. You don't let a man jerk off on your belly and give you a couple dollars. And you want to be a writer? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Now I understand. Of course, I would make the best person to be a writer. But my point of this podcast is... Had I listened to him and had my new spouse not entered my life, I would have been stuck in this area of he can only give me information based off what he's seen. He'd never seen a writer. He didn't know any other successful people who made careers as journalists even. He knew nothing of that. So how could he give me advice but from a place of fear, if you do this book thing and you want to write your little book, are you going to be able to help me with the bills? That kind of scenario. 76 books in, I can clearly say that I thank God I didn't listen to him. I don't hate him or think he's a bad person. And I'm not saying this as cleanup detail. I mean, it's the truth. I got my last name because of this cat. But had I listened to him, I would not have a career that has endured over 14 years. Best friend, it's not just him. My grandmother was the same. She grew up in an era where if you had a good government job, you were ruling because a government job meant benefits. It meant security. It meant a whole plethora of things that would keep you being able to have a roof over your head. But I challenge you not to quit your jobs, but to pay attention to what you would do for free. I'm one of those people who believe that we are here to create something that will help our race. And I'm not speaking in terms of ethnicity or anything like that. I mean, our human race advance. And if you think about it, you are at your best when you're making people feel good. The problem is some people feel that their craft, their passion, the thing they truly want their career to be, is not worth anything. Um, how can I pay my bills by making cupcakes? There are billion dollar companies being made behind cupcakes. Just look at Hostess. How can I make a career behind doing web series and movies? Hey, 
the industry is driven on the movie business. How can I make a career by doing hair? You can't feel your best unless your hair is right. Do not allow people, especially people who have no experience whatsoever, because if they had experience, just their experience and what they've been through is testimony enough to let you know you can do it. But I'm speaking now about people who have none of that. Do not allow these people to sway what you feel in your heart. We are here to create and we create our best when we're doing something that we're passionate about. I have a really good friend and she always listens. But what I love about her outside of us being able to have a good time, dance, tear the floor up is that she is so honest, whether she likes something I'm doing or dislikes something I'm doing, I can always count on her to tell the truth. And what I also like about her is she was very honest with me when she said, you know, when you were going to quit your job to become a writer, I was scared for you. And now I'm glad that I can see that a person who followed their dream is able to not only be able to take care of themselves, but also shine brighter because of it. I'm glad to say I know you. And that is what you must become. You cannot wait until you get so old where you have no choice. You can have a full-time job and still build your career. But I will promise you this. If you don't put time into what you truly love right now, you will fall into a state of depression, a state of resentment, a state of hate, a state of feeling like I don't feel right in my spirit. What is it? You may get to a point where you don't know what it is, but you feel unevenly yoked. You're not happy. This will happen, especially for people who know what their passion is and they're making a firm decision to not do it now. Let me do it later. They called Einstein crazy the man who gave us so many theories, the man who challenged us to think harder and deeper. And they called him crazy. Now they celebrate his work in every university around the world. Okay, you may be saying, but I'm not Einstein. That doesn't mean we don't need your creation. I'm tired of waiting for you. I want you to start today. Even if it means putting your work down on paper, the moment you do that, it becomes real. Tell yourself in advance, my husband, my mother, my son, my best friend, they may not get me, but I'm strong enough to stand in my truth and realize my work, whatever that may be, deserves to be seen. I'm as good as anybody else. What am I waiting on? What are you waiting on? I'm a little girl from Southeast D.C., who was 45, who had a man jerk off on her belly and put a couple dollars there. And even I can honestly say that had I not had the courage to write my most craziest stories and wildest ideas, that I would not have been able to take care of my family for a span of 14, 15 years. I'm an open book. I don't care what people think about me. We're going to get into that later in terms of the power of not giving a fuck because there's a lot of power in it. Had I been so concerned with what my family thought, my father who's deceased, my mother who's alive, my grandmother who's alive, you know, I don't care what nobody think. I can follow 
my own intuition and pray to God that I'm making the right steps. In fact, it was only after having that power to stand in my own that I became successful. Why? Because the majority of people are afraid to let people see them. But that's what the world celebrates. I will also say the world is fickle. They'll love you today and hate you tomorrow. So you have to know who you are. But when you do, and you're not afraid to step out there and build that business, create those cupcakes, write that book, make that movie, do your podcast, whatever it may be, when you're not afraid to do that, that's when the rewards come, especially when you would do whatever you are for free. Don't wait for your family members to uplift you. They're coming from a place of fear. That's natural. But you don't need the fearful around you. You need lions. Back to that situation about doing something for free, because I want to caution people who may be perceiving my message a different way. Just because you would do something for free does not mean you should do it for free always. Meaning that by saying that I would do this regardless gives you the power for the long haul because your passion in the beginning may not always net money. You're going to need that strength to push through. When I wrote my first book, it did nothing. But the second, third, and fourth did much for me in my career. You definitely don't want to be in a place where you're not getting what you deserve. And we'll talk about that later. I want people to start getting what they deserve. What I'm speaking of is this is truly my passion. It's my hobby. And although I may take delight in my work, doesn't mean you're not going to pay me for my book. Doesn't mean you don't need to be paid for your cupcakes or your business idea or whatever it may be. We have to start getting what we deserve and having power to ask for it and take advantage of your scars. I'm telling you, when I became an open book, it was freeing. It means nobody can throw anything up in my face. I don't care. You may not be ready to do that, and that's okay. What I'm saying is that just when you think your story is the craziest you ever heard, think of your BFF in the hotel scene. Trust me, it gets worse. This is the time in my podcast where I show a twisted baby love, and this twisted baby is... Yes, this is Shireen, your Facebook friend, my twisted mama, always wondering what you're doing, love everything you do, how you do it, how you present it, because you are the twisted mama, and I've been there since day one, so I know what you're capable of, just red war, OMG, loving it, loving everything about it, anything you write I love. I am your biggest fan and will always be from Eastover, Oxon Hill, Maryland, Shireen, your friend from Facebook. Thank you so much, Twisted Baby. And I appreciate all of my listeners. My podcast is growing every day all around the world, New Zealand, places I'm like, why are y'all listening to me? I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for sending your sponsorships. You can continue to send them at Author T Styles for PayPal and or Cash App dollar sign Author T Styles. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will be back with you guys. Love you and have a great, great, great week until we talk again. Bye.